Genesis chapter 43. This is Pastor Oetla Simangani, thanking you for joining us as we enter into the thick of the test. And I pray that this story may be a blessing to you. Genesis 43, verse 33. The men had been seated before him in the order of their ages, from firstborn to the youngest, and they looked at each other in astonishment. When portions were served to, to the brothers, from Joseph's table to Benjamin, five times was given to him than to anyone else. And so they feasted and drank freely with him. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord shall stand forever. Close your eyes with me as we pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful today for life. Grateful that we can be able to see that God is present in our lives. And as we reflect on the story, dear Father, we pray that you would help us to pass the tests that come our way. That you'd help us, dear Father, to transform and to change so that we do not keep failing the same tests over and over again. And we pray that as we have these reflections, that dear Lord, our lives may be changed forever, for we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, Amen, and Amen. My brother and my sister, have you ever been tested? Have you ever been checked to see whether you are a changed man or a changed woman? Or are you the same person that you were years and years ago? When we look at you now, can we see the difference? The challenge that Joseph gave his brothers was to go back to their father and to come back with their youngest brother, Benjamin. It was a test. He keeps the one brother here, Simeon. But not only does he do this, he puts coins into their bags. Money. This was a test. Remember that these are the brothers that sold Joseph for money. They did not want their evil to go unrewarded, and so they sold him for money. And he at that time was the youngest and the most favorite. Have they changed? Joseph was dealing with brothers who had eliminated an entire town when their sister was raped. Men who had been cold and brutal in their treatment of him as they wanted to kill him. They ate as he was in the pit. They uh, showed callousness. They even remember how distressed he was when he pleaded with them for his life. But they would not listen. And so Joseph remembered all of that. And the question in his mind, have they changed? This is a question I want to pose to you today. This is a question I want us to pose to ourselves. Have we changed? Ask yourself, have you changed? Are you still the same person that you were? Now that you are older, has your perspective changed? Have you matured? Can you identify the mistakes of your younger days or do you stick to your guns and do you stick to consistency as if you are God? God is the only one, beloved, that should be the same yesterday, today and forever. But as for you and I, we ought to change. Paul says, when I was a child, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put 
the ways of childhood behind me. Oh, that we would put the ways of childhood behind us. Oh, that now that we are grown, that we will change our mentality. Oh, that we will change our approach, that we will change our values, our principles. Oh, that we would be elevated to the place that God desires us to be. The biblical message is a message of repentance. It is a challenge, a challenge to grow. It is a challenge to leave the childhood ways, the childish ways. Make a change. That is the message of the Bible. Repent. And so whenever you hear the word repent, it is a challenge and a call to grow. It is a challenge to change path and realign so that your destiny may be the one that God has designed for you. Repentance is about realigning with heaven. As a child, you may have been hedonist, you know, looking only for pleasure, going to the club and not worried about much in the world. You may have been drinking and smoking and whatever else, but now that you are grown, look for duty and for responsibility. Prioritize. You may have been a gangster, but now leave gangsterism. Stop selling your body, young lady, for money. Stop the alcoholism, young man. Stop the drugs. Stop the lying. Stop the cheating. Stop the laziness. Stop, stop, stop. Find a new path to healing, a path to productivity and a path to wholeness. Now, maybe you looked for conflict everywhere you went. You caused conflict. Now, Psalm 34 verse 14 says, Seek peace and pursue it. Have you changed the challenge for today? is to change. Change is the word for this devotion. And Joseph wants to find out, have my brothers changed? And we are given some indications of change, some signs that they have indeed changed. The guilt of the brothers is the first indication of progress. Our conscience, you see, pricks us when it is alive. When our conscience dies, when we become callous, and we don't care about our wrongdoing when we have no more guilt for the wrong we are doing, that is a bad and ominous sign. It is a sign that we are moving further and further away in the wrong direction. And so guilt is often a good sign that our consciences are still alive. We know we have done wrong. We feel bad for the wrong we have done. And we are then able to take steps to change because there is something in us that tells us this is not right. You have done wrong. You can make the right out of the wrongs you have done. You can become a better person. And it begins with your conscience speaking to you, telling you you have done wrong. But at this point, Joseph needs to see their behavior. And even their guilt is not expressed to him. It is mostly to each other that they speak. And so Joseph tests his brothers. He wants to see their behavior. Have they changed? He asks them to bring the younger brother they left behind. And after they return home and deplete the food they had brought, Jacob says to his sons, go back again and buy us a little food. Now in comes Judah who explains the conditions given by that man in charge in Egypt. He said to us, do not show your faces unless you bring your brother. So father, Send the young man, Benjamin, with us. Judah then says, I will be surety for him. I will be surety for him. Of my hand shall you require him, if I bring him not unto thee, and set him before thee. Then let me bear the blame forever. 
we are now reminded, beloved, of the Jacob who had to go and meet a hostile brother, Esau. Do you remember then that he sent gifts ahead of himself so that his uh, brother Esau would melt along the way and cool down along the way so that by the time they met, any hostilities that were planned have been diluted. That same Jacob advises his sons to do the same. He says, take the best fruits of the land in your vessels and carry down to the man a present, a little balm and a little honey, spices, maya, nuts and almonds, and take double money in your hand and the money that was brought again in the mouths of your sex. Carry it again in your hand. Per adventure, it was an oversight. Then Jacob says, God Almighty give you mercy before the man, that he may send away your other brother and Benjamin. If I be bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. And so the brothers go. They go back to Egypt with their youngest brother Benjamin. When Joseph sees him, he immediately instructs that they be invited into the house. I can imagine them being taken out of the line. Everyone is in line to go and buy food. They are taken out of the line, diverted to the Lord's house, to this man's house, to the man who had treated them harshly last time. Now they are afraid and they begin to explain themselves. They explained how they even have returned the money they found in their sacks. The ruler of Joseph's house told them not to worry. Peace be to you, fear not. Your God and the God of your father hath given you treasure in your sex. I had your money. And so he brought Simeon out unto them. This is a good sign. Simeon is alive. And so this man has kept his promise. Now when Joseph came, they bowed down themselves before him. Remember the dream. And he asked them about their father. You know? the one that they had spoken about him the last visit that they made. The brothers responded that he is well. And then Joseph looks at the youngest of the brothers, Benjamin, his mother's son. And he said, Is this your younger brother, of whom ye speak unto me? And he said, God be gracious unto thee, my son. Joseph couldn't contain himself. And Joseph made haste. And he sought where to weep. And he entered into his chamber. And there he wept. Remember that this was his only brother with whom he shared a mother. It is not a brother from another mother. This was his brother. His only brother from the same father and mother. They are then all seated in different groups, Egyptians by themselves, the brothers by themselves, and it appears Joseph on his own. The brothers are seated in their order from the oldest to the youngest. And listen to the language of their sitting, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men marveled one to another. The firstborn is Reuben, according to his birthright, until the lastborn Benjamin. Reuben, at the end of the last chapter, had said to Jacob, you may put both my sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Entrust him to my care and I will bring him back. So this Reuben is on one side and Benjamin is on the other side. And watch this. When the food is brought, five times the food is given to Benjamin 
than to the rest of the brothers. But we are told, they feasted and they drank freely with him. If you have been following this story, you can see exactly what Joseph is doing. He has been playing the history, repeating the history, giving them opportunity to reveal whether or not they are the same or whether they have changed. So here is the question. Are there indications of change in the seed of Israel? Yes. Yes, they are. First, both Reuben and Judah had promised to take accountability and responsibility for their youngest brother. This is a show of progress. I mean, from the brothers who had sold their own brother. Secondly, they were honest. They returned the money that was placed in their bags erroneously. Some of us count it a blessing when mistakes are made in our favor. Be honest. Return what is not rightfully yours. The last time, they had simply sold their brother in order that they may gain something from their evil. They loved money. And so he tests them with money, but they return it. Thirdly, they rejoiced and celebrated even when the youngest, the child of the favorite mother, was treated with favoritism. With Joseph, such treatment had made them very angry, bitter, and even violent. When he came with that coat of many colors, when he spoke about the dreams that he had, everything made them so angry. The favoritism from Jacob, their father. But now, as the youngest brother is treated more favorably, they are all happy despite the favoritism. Yes, the brothers have changed. And I'm glad to say, yes, by God's grace, I too have changed. I may not be where I ought to be, and I hope you can say this with me, but I am not where I used to be. I am not the man I was. I have left my childhood ways, and while my destiny is yet ahead, I am still on a journey of progress, and I'm glad that this is a path that grace is able to help me navigate. May God bless you. May God bless you, my brother and my sister, as you make a change in your life. Change is going to come. Let it come in Jesus' name. Father in heaven, we are so grateful today for your promise to give us the power of transforming grace. And we are thankful that in this story we can see that the brothers, the seed of Jacob, had changed. And I pray that you may also, Lord, give us this same kind of transformation so that we may not be the same, the same people that we were yesterday. But may every day be a challenge to grow. May every day be a challenge to transform. May every day be a challenge to leave the ways that keep us shackled to the past. But may we reach out to the future with hope and with faith. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>